Over the last few years, researchers and scholars within Washington State University's kinesiology programs have touted the benefits of exercise, both informally and as part of the Exercise as Medicine initiative. At this year's Bruyere Wood Undergraduate Research Conference, we caught up with student Jessica Kroll, who goes into more detail about how exercise can actually help fight depression or depressive symptoms. Education Eclipse starts now. Education, news, and research. These are the conversations happening inside education, athletic training, sports science, and sport management that are going to transform each. It's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. Back here on Education Eclipse, and I'm joined by Jessica Kroll, a senior kinesiology student, and we're here at the Bruyere Wood Undergraduate Research Conference. Jessica, thanks so much for joining me. Your research is the effect of exercise on adolescents with depressive symptoms. For me, I've heard quite a bit, including here at WSU in the last little bit, about students that deal with things, either depression or depressive symptoms. I've also heard at the same time a lot about exercise, exercise as medicine and things like that. So so just take me through part of your introduction, what, what some of the issues are that we've experienced, and then and then you can talk to me about the research itself. Okay, yes. So my introduction is obviously depression is defined as a sad mood that lasts for a long time and interferes with normal everyday functioning, but to me it's so much more than that. Um, it includes symptoms such as feeling sad or anxious, fatigue, being irritable or frustrated, aches and pains, cognitive disruptions, lack of interest in things that were important to you before, and also thoughts of suicide or hurting yourself. So that's obviously very, very serious and not something that you want anybody going through, let alone our adolescent population. Um, the condition is becoming more widespread and it's become, um, began to start affecting our youth as well. Um, we don't know what causes depression as of now, but they're researching risk factors such as genetics, um, biology, environment, and psychological factors. And right now, I mean, my understanding is that current treatment options for depression include things like medication, it includes therapy, but there is research going on about how exercise can aid in, in these treatments, at least aid in them, and, and increase the effectiveness. Yes, there is research being done on that, and that's kind of where my research was geared. I looked at different modes of training, and from my research, to kind of summarize it, um, I found that um, high-intensity aerobic training had the best effects on mental health in general and also depressive symptoms. But it's important to keep in mind that depression isn't one of the disorders that you kind of have set numbers on. You can't test it, and it doesn't have like, oh, you're a 10 on the depression scale. It's all subjective, and it's all um, determined by the person experiencing it, so it's kind of hard to research that and um, give it qualitative, quantitative numbers, but um, they found that those tended to um, improve mood and symptoms like fatigue by increasing REM sleep and um, increasing the quality of sleep overall and the quality of life overall. So Now obviously runners, people who run are just as susceptible to things like depression, uh, but you talk about high intensity or vigorous um, intensity exercise. I don't know, I, it seems to me a lot of people, especially distance runners, talk about what a what a release it is, what, yes. how, how, how much they, they just feel fantastic after they've gone for a good run. Yeah, yeah. one of my studies found that um, the running group compared to the control group, they ran um, on weekdays for 30 minutes before school each day, and they, their sleep quality and moves significantly imp increased in the running group compared to the control group or the resting group. Um, and things such as their sleep quality, um, their mood in the morning before classes started, and their concentration throughout the day while they were in school improved so 
a lot of people don't understand why kinesiology would be part of a college of education, but let's talk about that in terms of applying this research. A, a lot of high schools or other secondary schools, including middle school, have gotten rid of physical education or they're downsizing it completely. Just talk about potential applications for, for how this could be effective. Yeah, well next year when I graduate I'm hoping to be a high school athletic trainer and work towards getting my master in teaching and teaching physical education and unfortunately programs are being cut but research is coming out that that is not effective and that they need physical activity programs and so hopefully that's slowing the progression of programs getting cut. But not only that, um, the current education model consists of learning sports and games and it involves a lot of standing around and it involves um, learning court dimensions and stuff like that but I think that this it, we would benefit from changing it from that sort of focus to a more um, lifetime fitness focus and teaching kids ways to cope with their mental health and teaching kids ways to have a healthy lifestyle overall. And let's be honest, as long as in a high school it was the last period of the day and you could get sweaty at the last period of the day, I think kids would go along with it. Yeah, I think they would for sure. Even if it's the first one in the day, it'll, I mean, it's been shown to improve concentration throughout the day and um, improve their mood going into classes. So. All right, Jessica Kroll, awesome research. You're a senior here at Kinesiology and soon to be a teaching and athletic training extraordinaire. Thank All right, you. nice talking to you. You've been listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University.